We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Obviously, a very small sample, and they look much better. Matt Phillips being back as an actual attacker is nice. And I think I like seven Crystal Palace guys before Matt Phillips, who is the first West Brom guy I like. Thank you. That was my, that was absolutely <laughs> my next question. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Play Up. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And Andrew, uh, midweek fixtures passed us here. Uh, lots to take away from, lots that we've learned, uh, lots that had stayed the same. Uh, my, uh, The one thing I do want to say, because we had some contentious conversations last time we spoke, my initial thought on Marvin... The Martian, mm-hmm. uh, Ziegler. <laughs> um, my uh, both of them actually. No, uh, just Marvin Ziegler. You know, like I said, he was going to be useless for the first two weeks, and it. You know, so far, you know, I've been kind of correct, right? Uh, I think he was. He wasn't a lineup killer last week. He scored negative points in in uh, uh, in, Taga in Taga. 
because of all the goals against. But. Oh, the goals against, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, yeah, I guess. That's one of my pet peeves about Taga. I feel like they penalize defenders a little too much for goals allowed, but uh, yeah, allowing four as a defender is not an ideal situation, I suppose. Yeah. And on the flip side, I believe Kiko Feminia was still positive. Like I think mm-hmm. he had actually a decent week despite all of the goals against. Yeah, he had eight points. Uh, Kiko Feminia had 8.75 points on Taga. Was there, ever, to... was there ever a point in our contentious conversation that I said Ziegler was better than Kiko Feminia? No, but okay, what I what I all I was saying was that I don't believe that he will be useful for the first two weeks. And okay. you know, if you want to pick a defender up to stash for two game weeks, that's just a strategy I'm not willing to take. That's fair. You can keep stashing Kalechi and Acho. I tried to get rid of him, but someone else beat me out on a waiver claim. Mm-hmm. I really did try. Okay. <laughs> I mean, trying would just be dropping him. Well, I. I Thank you. I need someone to drop him for. Okay. I mean, I could drop him for like Mama Juf. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm never like, like I a can, guy who I plays. Can... Is that what you meant? The wrong position. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like there's a ton of great options out there. Um, League's competitive. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> All right. We should probably talk about uh, game week number 15, shall we? Let's do it. All right. We start off with my Chelsea Blues at home taking on a Newcastle side that comes to town. Uh, it doesn't really scare me as a matchup, but Chelsea didn't exactly cover themselves in glory against Swansea. And uh, has the FA, I know the FA has charged uh, Antonio Conte for misconduct. Have they actually ruled on a punishment? I think the charge is basically it, right? I mean, they. Well, he could get a fine or for, or a further touchline ban. That is a possibility. Uh, yeah, I just assumed it was the touchline ban, but I mean, obviously it makes a difference. But like, does it really make a difference against Newcastle? See, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, Antonio Conte is an animated manager, right? Like, the, and he actually does yell at his squad, and not just to say like "chin up." Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> he actually has tactical things to say, which probably gets annoying, but. You know, but obviously for this game, I, I think the there's there's two things here that, that are in play. You know, the squad appears to be rotating for mm-hmm. one, uh, and then for the Chelsea side, the Chelsea squad appears to be rotating. And secondly, uh, I don't know where the offense went against a really good uh, a good matchup against Swansea. Like I just I I, I was I was following the game on Twitter while I was you know working. But I did not see like, oh, Chelsea with another chance. It's only a matter of time now. It was just like it, it was just a couple of chances and that was it. Uh, I believe the stats don't really coincide with that. Um, I think Swansea were able to frustrate them a little bit, but like Chelsea outshot them 21 to two. Ten of those How were many? on target. Yeah. 16 chances created. 42 crosses like I think they at least were able to do I mean yes the ball never went in other than the one goal but uh, I think it wasn't quite as bad as no that's encouraging because like I said I was following on Twitter like I wasn't like on it like every second right I still was working right but yeah I I, whenever I would scroll through the timeline it's not like I was seeing chance after chance but but I'm glad I'm wrong I'm glad I just caught the game in lulls Mm -hmm. uh but you know, for 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 Newcastle coming into town, 
you know, it's it, this is again another matchup. I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's you know pretty obvious. You start all the Chelsea guys who start, and you probably start one guy on Newcastle, maybe two. Who's the second? Joe Salou. Oh, okay. The recipient of most crosses. Hmm. Okay. He hasn't been terrible recently. No, no, no. I mean, so I mean, it's, it, I'm not saying like you should start like John Joe Shelby in a sneaky start. Like, no, that, that, that's not that's not what's happening. <laughs> it's not a Shelby game, huh? Especially because all the midfield, most of the midfield guys are going to be better than him. <laughs> and the only thing that John Joe Shelby, what's more likely you think from John Joe Shelby, a goal? The red card. It's always the red card. I was going to say goal, assist, yellow card, or red card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess it's the yellow, really. But Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was saying assist versus yellow card and then goal versus red card. Right. Like, in those two matchups, I believe that the yellow card and the red card win, both. I would think so. How do you think yeah, Do you so, think Victor Moses comes back in the starting uh, the, it, it, It's about that time where if, if, if there was any frustration with Davide Zappacosta, that this would be the time. Yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah, he's wise. been playing very well. I mean, he's been playing very well in real life, and in fantasy, it kind of reflects that, not totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I think one of the big things about Chelsea on when did they play? Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it was, was the lack of uh, Eden Hazard, and he's been like by far their best player of late. He didn't start, and the attack just wasn't as strong. And so, I mean, it's. I don't want to say it was as simple as that, but I think it might be just as simple as that. I, I, I guess. I mean, they didn't really... I mean, they played Cesc Fabregas in the holding role, which, you know, at least according to the lineup that I saw. Like, they had yeah, with Conte. Some, yeah, I mean, yeah, Pe- I, I, when was the last time you saw Pedro and Willian starting together? You know, like, that should explain a lot of the the issues. When they scored, like, 8,000 goals against Carabag? Yeah, I, right, exactly. <laughs> against Carabag, right. I just, I mean, obviously... I mean, we have a track record of it, but they're better when instead of Pedro and Willian, they have Hazard and Bakayoko. And they didn't have those guys, and so that was... I honestly feel like it's as simple as that. Okay. Then we will move on to another game that we probably shouldn't talk about for too long, and that Liverpool traveled to Brighton to take on Chris Hewton's side. Uh, again, this is just, you know, Liverpool offensive options. and even, I mean, in this matchup, I would even feel comfortable Liverpool on the road with their defensive options. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I agree with that. I think they're kind of getting a little tighter defensively on the road. One of the things I wanted to point out here was, I, so I wildcarded in FPL last week. And oh, your Eden Hazard thing? I kept, well, I'm not. I'm beyond that, although that was not helpful at all. But the Mo Salah surprising bench opportunity that, uh, I mean, I have Mo Salah, but he was a very popular captain pick. When I saw him on the bench, I was like, all right, that's a, it's like an advantage for me because he can't kill me. Uh, with all the people who have him as captain because I had Alexis Sanchez. And then he comes and scores two goals off the bench, which, uh, again, helps my team, but helps everybody else who is much better. Um, I think we had discussed this on a previous podcast. Did I say this last week, that there was a guy who set his lineup uh, in week one and hasn't touched it since, and he was 59th overall? Yes. He's now ninth overall. He captains Mo Salah, and he has literally just nailed or he did nail the one time uh, all of the other players that he happened to pick. Like Fabregas was on Kevin De Bruyne. I don't have it in front of me, but like he has gotten very lucky injury wise that all of the guys he has um, have been fit because he has no bench players that ever play. 
So it's literally as the same 11. Uh, and he, the best part is, is that so he's ninth overall. He used his triple captain once, and it was in a game that Mo Salah had one point. So, like, it's, I don't even know if this makes me feel better about the game or significantly worse. Uh, it, it makes me feel worse because I do the same thing, and I never get to ninth. <laughs> um, it's just it, – it, it just helps the – the ridiculousness of this game, but uh, specifically on Salah, I would assume that he comes back into the starting lineup. I assume Coutinho does as well. Uh, but after that, like, I'm not really sure who starts, which for FPL purposes makes it very difficult because they have champions league next week as well. So, you know, the, they're just one of these teams that we're going to see more rotation and, you know, for Tago, where you can set your lineups when the lineups come out, it's a little you know, you can adjust a little more if Milner's in or if Oxley chamberlain starts again or guys like that, Sturridge instead of Firmino, you know, but um, it's becoming very tricky with uh, with the least FPL. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you tell you always say that's what puts people on a level playing field, but it it it, it does and it doesn't, right? Like, I mean, if you if you say that like Harry Maguire now is more valuable because you know he's going to start every time, or let's say like Jamie Vardy or something like that, because yep. you know he's going to start every weekend, like okay, but like you know if if Alexis Sanchez scores twenty points in one week and then zero the next, but Jamie Vardy only scores like eight and eight and then like five or mm-hmm. three, like Alexis Sanchez still is overall more valuable. Yeah, but no, it's still I... infuri- but it's still infuriating <laughs> that like you you are forced to take these zeros or these ones or whatever because they don't happen to start and you can't do anything about it. It's just it makes the game less fun. It may put it may be a more level playing field, but it is much less fun. Uh, I I agree with you if it's the only game that you play. Like I I've uh, been trying to like I admittedly have not taken this game very seriously for a long time and the fact that i am uh refusing to take harry kane lukaku or aguero this year probably accentuates the fact that i don't take it that seriously but it's nice to be somebody who plays dfs and not having to worry about that team in the one hour i have between when lineups come out and uh when when they lock uh so I will say that I understand why people like this method that I have previously just crapped all over. Yeah. So uh, going back to the Liverpool Brighton game, uh, you know, ranking the defenders for uh, you know FPL purposes, right? You know, do you put Alberto Moreno in front of a Joel Matip or? Yeah, Moreno's always in first one for me. Yeah. Okay. And on Brighton. Uh, I mean, I'm probably in Todd are going to start Anthony Knockar because yeah. I probably can't find five pl- uh, players that are better than him. I think but, uh, I, I was perfectly fine uh, considering Knockhart. I, I either ranked him or, um, or yeah, I think we all missed. ranked him near the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was 20th. I mean, I considered I had him earlier and then I just kind of was looking at other guys and, and liked others more. But I think he's a perfectly fine play. And. You know, if you have Pascal Gross, I wouldn't hesitate to play him either. But I would stay away from like so, the defenders or any of the or Matt Ryan, Glenn Murray. Uh, I don't have Murray anywhere, but I probably would do my best to not play him. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. let's oh, really? go. Yeah, it's shocking, right? Let's go. Uh, let's move on to two teams that apparently are similar to each other in the table, but uh, it's Everton at home against Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh it's weird to me this game and i'll explain why um as everybody probably already knows before they've been listening to my voice sam allardyce has been hired as the everton manager um yay it means a likely change in style that we've been accustomed to seeing everton with the more you know pass 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 free flowing kind of offense um those days are gone. We saw Wayne Rooney score from 90 yards away. That's probably never happening again anyway, but it wasn't quite also... that far, but yes, <laughs> it was very far away. It was far. Um, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, we were confused about Everton before. Do you find yourself being more or less informed about what you think Everton is going forward? I don't think we know yet. I think we need to have, at least one game under Big Sam. You know, who knows if he picked the lineup from the other day. I do know that he was very much into having Wayne Rooney continue to play for England when he was the England manager briefly, and I wonder if Big Sam will make sure that Rooney stays in the starting 11, which uh, worked the other day at least, but I'm not sure it's going to keep working. Uh, but, yeah, I'd like to see it. The... Um, I specifically wanted to ask you um, a, to uh, excuse me, an EFSA strategy question, which seems silly to ask you since you're in the league as well. But I had this problem last year, and I can't remember who I had it with. Um, but regardless, I own Davy Clausen at 46 bucks, and drop. So right. And like nobody's picking up for a dollar. That's what I was. Well, I forget who it was that I had last year. It was Theo Walcott. No, I had Walcott a dollar, but I had somebody last year that I paid. It was Charlie Austin. I think maybe I paid somebody like an absurd amount of money, knowing that if I dropped him, somebody would pick him up and he was much more valuable at, you know, $1 than he is at 50 or whatever it is. And I have this problem with Clausen that I think somebody might pick him up, but he doesn't play. Like I probably shouldn't, still have them <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, I i have i find myself on the other side of the coin right i kept jordan pickford who i'm I, you know only stands to benefit from big sam i guess uh but i also have mason holgate with who you know as i kind of said last week or latin sorry a few days ago that uh, you know he's going to be one of the players that's caught, probably going to play out wide now because of leighton baines's injury um, I believe that proved to be true, or uh, or did or did no, he Holgate play in the middle? No, Martina played. Yeah, he played. In the, I know that Holgate was in the lineup, and I think that he played. Uh, was it a back three then, or um, back five? I didn't think. Oh yeah, he, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was in the back three. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So oh no, I'm sorry. They did seven. play four in the back. He started for Jags. But that seems oh, like a midweek. That seems like a midweek. Yeah situation yeah uh, but i mean so it looks like it's going to be martina and it's going to be john kenny. joe kenny yep. as the fullbacks they they, they I mean, probably both stand to get a little boost and yeah. especially in this matchup i probably think that most people are gonna try to jump on that as differential plays in dfs maybe but uh you know in season long leagues I'm, i mean i think gilfie sigurdsson stands to benefit because Big Sam is big on set pieces, and Sigurdsson tends to take those. And he takes those, yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, I, I, I think he stands to the benefit. I 
cannot imagine that Omar Nias is his striker of choice. Uh, I thought the exact same thing uh, when we were doing rankings and there were people who were, um, did you rank, somebody ranked him, but I was like, I, are we sure that this guy is the guy? Like, I, I, I don't know. The problem is that I'm not sure they have another guy. Like, I'm not sure Dominic Calvert-Lewin fits into the Big Sam, you know, leading the line front. So I'm not sure what to do with that team. I'd like to see yeah, it first. It, let me see here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that, yeah, uh, uh, Zadroik. Zadroik. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it pronounced Zadroik? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so as well. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he, he ranked Nias 10th. Yeah. And I believe you and I omitted him. Uh, I I ranked Calvert Lewin though, so it's not like I, I did as well. Yeah, so it's not like I omitted. Actually, did I? No, oh, no I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm the I'm the I ranked Rooney. That's who I ranked. I ranked both Rooney and Calvert Lewin this yeah. week because I believe that like the front kind of three, kind I say kind of three. I think it. Yeah, I think you can definitely see Calvert Lewin and Wayne Rooney being like a like a four four one one, and then having Sigurdsson or four four two, and having Sigurdsson or four. Three one two or something like that. Some kind of like, some kind of like forward three attacking three and having you know Sigurdsson behind those two. Right, that makes sense. And then Wayne Rooney can also afford to come back a little bit and pick up the ball a little earlier. You know, Calvert Lewin's job will be to run a lot. Right, right. Yeah, I just uh, I'd like to see what they what Big Sam comes up with first. <sighs> But for everyone, you, I mean, you, would you stay away from all of the Everton options despite being at home against uh, Huddersfield, which we all anticipate being a good matchup? You no, know, I I mean, I don't really ha- – I would play Sigurdsson, obviously. I would play Idrissi Gueye if I had him. Uh, I In don't think, Taga only? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I have anybody else. So, I mean, if you had John uh, Joe uh, Kenny, I, I, would, I would definitely start him. I mean, I think that Michael Keane's a nice hidden FPL gem. If he starts, weekend. I mean, he hasn't, you know, who knows? Wasn't he, is he hurt? He might be hurt. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I know he's coming back from something, but I mean, it's, because it, I oh, think they had a, had a bunch of central, yeah, so central defenders that they needed to, because that's why Mason Holgate was in the middle, right? Like, right. There's a lot of central defenders that are injured, but, you know, I, I think that the Everton defense, I think some people will be on them, but I think that this is, Probably the I haven't seen Everton's you know next few games, but I believe that they're going to be they're going to be pretty. I mean, I know they're going to be busy, but I think they have Huddersfield. They definitely have Huddersfield next, and they have what is it? I think they have Liverpool in there. I think they have um, I think they have the Derby coming up soon, and then I think that they also have. I have uh, right. I have it right here: yeah. Huddersfield at Liverpool at Newcastle, Swansea, Chelsea. At West Brom, that gets them through Boxing Day, and they have Europa next week. I highly doubt that they will uh, take Europa very seriously, but whether they take I, it seriously or not, they have guys. They still have to put eleven guys out there. That's correct. They don't have twenty two guys that they easily play. So, I think Big Sam is going to focus on defense here because he has to. Sure. Well, I mean, whether he has to or not, that's what he does. I don't, but, I, I don't I mean, think I he knows how to. I think, I, I think in these matchups, particularly because they have you know Liverpool and they have Chelsea coming up in those matchups, right? Like he's going. I mean, he, I, I, I mean, Swansea have been okay, 
West Brom of, are, of course, under new management. And uh, and who was the last one? Stoke was in there, I think you said? Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Okay, yeah. So it's West Brom. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's, three, it's three okay matchups and two terrible ones. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to add any other guys on FPL where the transfers are so limited. There's just nothing... I, I, there's nobody here that other than Sigurdsson that I could see becoming okay. like a fantasy star because of Big Sam. Yeah, and I, I believe that you're going to be comfortable with Aaron Moy on the Huddersfield side. Sure. I don't have him anywhere, but yeah, I would play him. All right, then. We can move on. Uh, what do we have here? Leicester and Burnley? Yeah, let's try that one. So Leicester at home taking on a Burnley side that, of course, cannot lose. Uh, <laughs> flirting with uh, Europe next season. Yeah, they're ahead of Spurs. That's amazing. I love it. It's yeah, amazing. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Burnley. All right, uh, let's get into it. Robbie Brady had a huge game. Yeah. Uh, we. I, I think I said I was comfortable with Robbie Brady last week. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have him in Taga in our Rotowire league, and um, he. And I'm crushing that league. Uh, let's see. He scored 27 and a half. The same as Antonio Rudiger, actually. But yeah, you are in first in that league now, which uh, is just. Cool. And top in point. I've been top in points. Yeah. I think I we're still le- we're level on record on points, meaning no league points, we're, not oh, points scored. Points. Yeah, yeah, points scored. I'm. I believe I'm. Well. I think I was. I think one person was close to me. I think it was Chris. But yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But that is correct. yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with how my team has been performing at least. I bet. I had a last minute pickup who also did well last week. It was Johan Berg Goodmanson. Oh, how about that? Yeah. You got to deal with of... Lacazette's out this week. You got a problem? Yeah, there. I died. huge problems for me. Yeah. You got Yosu there. To, Don't worry. I'll have to go. I'll, I'll have to go Yosu or. Maybe Victor Moses comes back, or maybe Eric Bailly comes back, and mm-hmm. I can just slot another defender in there. there All right. Uh, we don't need to hear about my team, though. On the Leicester side, I think I was pretty high on Leicester defense in this one. I don't think anyone else was. I thought that Harry Maguire is just fine for this week, especially for anything that's you know clean sheet dependent. I, I believe that Leicester are probably going to be a decent shot for a clean sheet uh, from the betting perspective because they're at home against Burnley. I think that's fair. So you know, I'm just surprised that I was so high on Harry Maguire compared to everybody else. Um, yeah, I don't know why you were so much higher. Uh, I mean, I have him 13th, which I guess isn't that. I mean, you ranked Maguire 8th, but then didn't rank any other Leicester defender. Yeah, that, I, I did not. <laughs> Harry Maguire to me is the only one that really... Uh, Harry Maguire also has the fact that he is utilized on offensive set pieces. Uh, I'm not sure he really has that role anymore. No, he, no, but he's he's a space. Really had a ton of those chances either. But yes, it's I, I understand. I understand his production does not warrant that. I'll give you that. But yeah, I mean, I like him. He's a I think he's a very good player. So you've loved him longer than I have. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll give full credit to Kevin Swanson for getting me on the Harry Maguire bandwagon, but. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice player, and um, yeah, I think he's a good call this week. But I'm not sure I trust any of the other guys. 
include yeah so you don't like Mares or Vardy so I mean I, I meant the, the defenders so. defenders yeah, yeah okay yeah I think yeah Mares Vardy of uh, Demarai Gray's back in I have Vicente Bora and in, in uh, EFSA so I have to pretend like I like him a lot and Didi like yeah I think they're all they're all fine and I think you would also play any Burnley guy you have they're all like all like three of them um I like think Chris he, Wood, like Chris Wood, Robbie Brady, and like like Stephen Ward and Goodmanson, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think if you had any of the defenders, I have. Did uh, you have? Did you happen to catch who started for Loughton? Uh, yeah, Phil Bardsley, Stokes, yes. Phil Bardsley, yeah. That's right. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, how did I not know he was on this team? Yeah, it was his first. <laughs> yeah, first minutes. Um, which I actually, I mean, speaking of that, uh, I believe that until that game. Um, all four of those guys, meaning Tarkowski, me, Ward, and Lowton, had played every minute of every game this season. That's correct. Which is really astonishing to have like a back four be that consistent in playing every minute. I'm looking now, it looks like uh, Ward had an 81-minute uh, appearance at some point or start. But, I mean, there, a lot of being good defensively is being you know knowing where the guys that you play with are going to be and those guys obviously have it because they're just always together indeed and sean dyche's system it, it, it's working yeah it's the only way to put it it's, yeah. it's working it's not very fun but it's it's working yep and they're ahead of spurs now and riyad mar is jamie vardy yes or no yeah absolutely so Why what you're you saying is, is that you would like the Burnley defensive options and the Leicester offensive options. Uh, I th- in deeper leagues, yeah. I don't think that this is going to be like a 3 nothing win. I don't think Burnley ever gives up three goals to a team like Leicester. But... No, I, th- I think they only scored multiple goals for like the second time. Leicester or Burnley? Burnley. Um, scored them? <laughs> yeah, they scored two goals last week uh, oh. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they do not do that very often. No, they don't. Uh, but they also have only allowed multiple goals twice all season. Yeah, I, I just saying that this one will not be a barn burner. That's for sure. Yeah, agreed, agreed. It is kind of impressive okay. though. Like the literally the only teams they have allowed multiple goals to were at Man City and at Chelsea, and everyone and they else. Won the, and, and 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 they won one of those two games. They did. It was a little bit of shenanigans, but they won it. Um. But yeah, I mean that's pretty impressive to that. Other than those two teams, to literally allow one or zero goals in every game, yeah. and losing your goalkeeper for months early on, proving that they're it's, all the it's same. It's the system, not the guy. Right. That's right. All right. Let's go on to two systems that also are not very fun to watch. It's Stoke at home against Swansea. Uh, Tammy Abraham returns because he is uh, not loaned from Stoke, so he right. can start in this one. Uh, and on the Stoke side, it's, like, you know, it's still Jordan Shakiri, Eric Maxim, Chupo Moting, and everybody else. I know that I think I know that some people are probably ranking some Stoke defenders in this one because it's Swansea, and it's Stoke at home. But like, you can't be excited about Stoke defenders, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to see like, you know differential dfs plays potentially for stoke defenders but like it's you're not you're you're, you're getting these guys because they don't cost much you're not getting them because you think they're very good yeah i don't think anybody's going all out on eric peters thinking they're getting a lot mommy yeah. Diouf though i mean there's a wing back he's usually not a defender on some dfs sites but i don't know i i wouldn't shy away from the 
Swansea defenders though, because they're kind of more more attacking in their in the way they play. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's uh, I think you have like three guys that people are excited to play, maybe four tops. You know, you would see. I mean, you're gonna think Shakiri, Chupa Moting, maybe Tammy Abraham, maybe uh, like maybe Renato Sanchez if you're in a, like a Taga league, maybe. Mm. And these aren't strong convictions either. Yeah, I said it on the other podcast today, but Renato Sanchez was pulled at halftime uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever they played. And there's this great video going around that at one point he passed to the um, Carabao logo on the video board because they were wearing red and like this red circle like popped up on the video board and he just kind of nonchalantly passed it directly out of bounds into the video board thinking that's who it was, thinking he was like a teammate. And he was pulled at halftime and I'm not sure he's starting this one. All that talent just kind of wasted away in the middle. No, he's been very good. He'll just get, you know, that's what happens to 19-year-olds. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's get to a more interesting game, right? probably the second in kind of interesting game. It's going to be Watford at home against a struggling Spurs side who uh, I think fortunately for them are not at home. They're on the road in this one going to Watford. And from a Watford perspective, this is just another game where they'll set traps and see what happens. <laughs> like uh, it, it, it's amazing how often that strategy works now, apparently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's uh yeah, I, I also, I mean, I, I noticed that Christian Eriksen was noticeably absent from, you know, just, he's just. He's horrific. Uh, he's been really bad. Yeah. Um, I th- I wouldn't be surprised if he, he got rested in this one. Um, they have Eric Lamella back. Uh, Lamella missed over a year and has made one substitute appearance, but I think they may trot him out there to start at least and get, get, get him 55, 60 minutes and then have Eriksen come on because. Like Erickson, somebody shared it with me uh, earlier this week that he's just been playing basically 180 minutes of matches every week since the season started because he's such a big part of Denmark's international game team that he plays all those matches and he's obviously a centerpiece for Spurs and he just he needs a rest and it seems like this is a fine opportunity especially with Champions League next week even though they've won the group already but. Time to rest Christian Eriksen. Eric Lamella, by the way, in his appearance last week, got an assist. What about it? He got an assist. He assisted Harry Kane's yes. goal against yep. Leicester. So. And he got a yellow not, it, 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 Classic yeah, well, Lamella. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's, you know, for the Spurs, obviously, you, you always have to watch for rotation, especially at the fullback spot. We say this every time that we're on the air. Yep, I think it's a trippier uh, Davies weekend. Yep. Yep. And on the Watford side, again, this is another time where I believe that Marvin Ziegler is completely useless. Uh, But, you know, Richarlison's still a good option. Uh, It's a little chalky uh, at the top here when you come to the goal scoring. It's usually involving Richarlison or it's involving Andre Gray. Uh, You know, those are two good. Those those are two options that when you look at recent goal scoring, they're likely to be involved. Um, Do you know who leads? Watford in goals. Uh, is it still Jacory? It is Jacory and Richarlison. Yeah. But yes. But um, but Jacory's goals came early. He had one last week, didn't he? Yeah, I know that. But like, when you look at the majority of his goals, I think he had like two in the first two weeks, right? Um. 
something Not like mistake, that. Yeah. yeah, two yeah. in the first four weeks. No, he's spread him out pretty well. I mean, I mean, he's not a goal scorer, but no, he's not. It's kind of funny to talk about him as if he is one. But he, uh, <laughs> you know, he was like he was he was shades of uh, Etienne Capoue. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. He's the same position basically, even yes, though Capoue's still on this team. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's um. I would definitely play Richarlison, and I, I would struggle to play anybody else. Thankfully, I picked up Martin Ziegler so I could play him next week, and nobody else could get him. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, would you? Tr- I mean, obviously, after Harry Kane, you are you know you're trusting your, your fullbacks there. Uh, would you be like? Would you be on Deli Alley in this game? Uh, I, I'm never really a big Deli Alley guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Kane sat. I mean, he's not. I would be. He's not one who uh, is late on. They the need points either. still. They still need Premier League points. They That's are true. currently not in Europe's. Yeah, you're right. Not, not you're in right. Champions League. When you're behind Burnley, you probably need yeah. the points. Yes, just pointing that out there. Yeah, better you than me. Indeed. Hey, look at me coming around with facts. Okay, we have uh, West Brom under new management of Alan Pardew against uh, former Alan Pardew's Crystal Palace side. <laughs> Ugh. They're, um... Is there such <clears throat> thing as a manager revenge game? Uh, sure. And Pardew has like eight of them. Uh, there was a tweet that was going around today that showed um, over the last 12 years, um, Tony Pulis, Mark Hughes, Alan Pardew, Sam Allardyce, Roy Hodgson, and David Moyes have basically been swapping jobs between... Crystal Palace, West Brom, West Ham, Newcastle, Everton, Fulham, Sunderland, Stoke, and Blackburn. Each of those teams had at least two of those guys, and Palace had four of them. So it's very hard for some of these guys to not have a revenge game. But um, West Brom look a little better. They look a little more feisty in the attack. I mean, is that hard to do after Tony Pulis? I mean, I think you could have made the point that maybe they didn't have good enough players to do it. Obviously, a, a very small sample, and they look much better. Matt Phillips being back as an actual attacker is nice. And I think I like seven Crystal Palace guys before Matt Phillips, who is the first West Brom guy I like. Thank you. That was my. That was absolutely <laughs> my next question. <laughs> you, you like your... I was going to say... You like the West Brom option so much that you rank how many Crystal Palace players before this? Yeah. Uh, Zaha, Townsend, Loftus-Cheek, Kabai, Benteke, Phillips. There you go. Perfect. All right. That's. Uh, do you think, though, do you, I mean, in all honesty, do you think there's a lot of goals in this one? No, no. But I think there are loads of fantasy points. Okay. But, but only for, like, Taga, not for, like, FPL. Yeah, no. I don't see... I don't see it enough. Like, Palace, I get sucked into Palace because of all of those guys I just mentioned. Like, I love playing all of them because I think they all do certain things very well. But they're just not finishing. And obviously that's the biggest part of fantasy points are the goals. And until they can figure out how to score them, there's just I don't think their games are going to be that high scoring. Gotcha. Fair enough. Let's go to the big one of the weekend, shall we? After I sneeze, <laughs> oh, excuse me, my goodness. Good okay, let's go uh, to 
uh, Arsenal at home against Manchester United. Two teams, uh, they kind of switched spots from their, you know, from the beginning of the season up till now. Hmm. Arsenal now are looking very good, especially defensively, locking it down, and they're putting a lot of goals on people. They just put a bunch on uh, on Huddersfield, and they did it in really quick succession. Like yeah. every time I looked back at Twitter, it was like one, two, three, four, five. It was just. You know, just constant, constant barrage of scoring. And, of course, after I, I regarded uh, Mesut Ozil, how much impact has he actually had on points, goes off and has a goal and two assists. Hmm. Would you uh, say that Obviously, Arsenal... I inspired him. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Would you say, other than Burnley, Arsenal are the most surprising team in the table right now? No. Okay. Because I'll say I'll, I'm going to use the inverse here. I'm surprised that there are teams at the bottom of the uh, of the table that are there. I'm surprised West Ham's at the bottom of the table. I'm surprised, you know, how low Everton are in the table. For okay. example, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, Arsenal supporters are very quick to point out that like Spurs are the you know the best team in the world. Pochettino is the greatest manager, and they're seventh now. And Arsenal are in a complete a uh, bit of disgrace. They have no idea what they're doing. Wenger is well beyond his uh, coaching years, and here they are in fourth, one point behind Chelsea. But sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, here's the way I'll put it. I believe that there's two things working both in kind of extremes here, right? So we have we have uh the lack of criticism going pochettino's way which is just surprising because mm-hmm. if this was wenger it would be a total onslaught mm-hmm. totally with you there um and we are also getting the underestimating of what Liber- of what arsenal is doing in fourth right this ball mm-hmm. well, to be fair this is where they customly finish uh, we're accustomed to seeing them there so it's not like it's like they're performing above expectations really this is where people expect them to be I don't think people expected them to be there this year after not being they expect them to be challenging for fourth right now they're in a battle for fourth I think they're above the battle that I think I don't think anybody ever expected them to actually be in fourth well give it time right (laughs) I just mean it's it's not like Arsenal have a a propensity to put a full season together no I I I fully mean like now like I don't think anybody would have said Arsenal would be fourth on November 30th I mean, you can argue that it's because the spotlight has not been on Arsenal that they get here. And once people, I mean, the, once they shine the, the light on them brightly, is, they'll just melt. No, all of the spotlight has been on Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil and how they're going to leave. And there's no, that's there, not really their the spotlight. It's just not positive about. spotlight. It's yeah. That's not what we're talking about. It's not the weight of expectation. That's the weight of just departure, I guess. I, I, I wouldn't know what to call that. My, my inclination still is we will see Tottenham, we will see Chelsea, we will see Arsenal, we will be seeing Liverpool battle for two spots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those four no Burnley, teams, huh? And, no. Then <laughs> <laughs> the same thing that Southampton was before that, West Brom before them. Like, no, absolutely not. Okay. Sorry. I've seen this movie before. Okay. How's this game <laughs> and, go? Uh, I actually believe that this will be like a. Yeah, I, I believe this will be one one, and both goals will be very late. Uh, I have no feeling on time, but I do believe I agree with the one one. Like I don't think this is going to be a regular Mourinho slop fest 
that I, he no, tries no, to get scoreless. No, 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 no. I think no, it'll be an ugly don't game. Don't get it twisted. It's going to be a slot fest. Yeah, I, I believe it'll be an ugly be... one. But the lineups should be really interesting, at least from the United side, because uh, they also have Champions League next week, and you know they just have a number of players, mostly the fullbacks they could rotate. I mean, Ashley Young and Valencia we talked about earlier in the week. They're just not the youngest, and so expecting them to play as much as they are and to continue doing seems a little crazy, but... And Arsenal, it's like, who who starts up front? Yeah, I mean, I saw there was a little bit of a discussion earlier. And I, you know, I, I still, I'm just, I think it's pretty safe to say that Giroud will start. But Why do you think it's safe? You know, because of how well he played and just because this is the kind of game that he would, strategically, so tactically speaking, this is the kind of game where he would thrive. And you think that's greater than the Danny Welbeck revenge factor? Absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who knows? We might even see both of them. They might play like four four two and put Alexis out wide. Oh, no thanks. I, I I know no thanks, but I think they're uh, done with the four in the back. I I believe so as well. But yeah. I should be good. like I think it could be a good game though. Like I I'm not sure. Uh, it depends. Like it depends. Will I mean will Manchester United try to go toe to toe offensively on the road against an Arsenal side? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. I believe that they will sit deep. They will allow Arsenal to do their useless side to side, like lateral passing, you know, outside the 18 yard box that accomplishes nothing. And when they do turn the ball over, they will look to use their pace and the ability of Paul Papa picking out a 50 yard pass and pinpointing it. Uh, and, you know, setting those kind of, uh, setting those kind of, uh, I guess traps, but it's not a trap, you know, if it's coming, but it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, uh, you know, just playing that kind of style, more direct, more, uh, you know, run the channels against an arsenal defense that until recently has been pretty suspect, but recently since uh, Mustafi has been back, it's been great. They have been really good. Yeah. Uh, do you think, I, I, do you think Jose basically tries to clog the middle with Pogba, Fellaini, and Herrera? Uh, you're, if you have to ask me what's going on in Jose Mourinho's mind, I'm going to be like maybe 10% correct. Okay. Like that's a test you're going to fail. Yeah. All right. And there's no use studying for it because it's a moving target. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure what – I don't know what they're going to do. But I, yeah, I definitely well, said – um, Herrera instead of Matic. That's who I meant. Matic, Pogba, Fellaini. I don't see how Arsenal gets through that. Uh, they don't. I mean, they don't have to go through it. They can go around it because they're not as quick. Anyway, uh, before we get to our Sunday slate, though, we do have a message from our friends over at Play Up. Yes. Do you want to win prizes by following your favorite sports? Do you think you can pick a better team than the pros? And PlayUp is the place for you. PlayUp offers free daily fantasy sports across the Premier League, NFL, NBA, and more. All you have to do is choose a challenge, select your players while remaining under the salary cap, and then watch their real-life actions rack up points on the live leaderboard. The better your team does, the more prize money you win, so keep entering challenges across the season to make your way up the ultimate champion leaderboard, where sports fans from across the globe compete to determine who has the greatest sporting knowledge. There are always games on, and once you build up your digital wallet, you can enter Platinum Challenges, which are higher risk but offer much higher rewards. So what are you waiting for? Get to PlayUp.com for the most realistic daily fantasy experience across all your favorite sports. So let's move on to the Sunday slate here. We have uh, Burnmouth at the uh, 
the Vitality, Vitality. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm like blanking on names all of a sudden. Uh, they take on a Southampton side who I still can't figure out because for a long time against Manchester City, Southampton were looking a side that could spring the upset here, and yeah. they were up. They were leading one nil. It was getting late. Fraser Forrester making saves every which way, left, right, center, up, down. They was he was like a human cheat code back there, racking up ten saves. But alas, it was not enough. Manchester City leaving it late. Raheem Sterling with the last kick of the game secured the two-one victory for the Citizens. Yeah. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne uh, still of co- uh, just a monster, uh, having a goal and an assist in this one. Uh, and like I said, Fraser Forrester, the star for Southampton, uh, getting his 10 saves, like I mentioned. And uh, for the Southampton side, uh, Sofian Buffal was a thing a little bit. Uh, he got his assist on, of course, Oriol Romeu, everyone who expected him to score, <laughs> obviously started him. Uh, just Southampton, man, it's so it's so infuriating. Yeah, I don't you know. <clears throat> I just never know like what to do that. with this team. Yeah. But Shane Long, like, starting, you're just like, okay, they're not going to do anything. And then they... You know, five in the back and Shane Long up front, Hoyberry, Romeo, and Lamina in the midfield. Like, you just no expectation for them to attack, and then they go ahead, and you're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, they didn't go ahead. They, um, they scored. No, they did. no um, De Bruyne oh, scored the city first. Was up. Yeah. yeah. So then they they tie it late, and you're like, oh wow, like they actually might be able to do something here. Then that Sterling goal, uh, uh, great goal, but. Uh, I was getting excited for a title race. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, whatever. Even if they lost, there would be no title race. Anyway. Huh. Uh, but, yeah, De Bruyne, I mean, like like you said, a goal and assist, five shots, three on target, nine chances created. It's like incredible. I can't remember the last time I saw that many in a single game. Just, a, just an absolute monster. It really was. Really was. And that's all. I mean, they did all of this without Leroy Sané and David Silva. He's a beast. Joshua King got a goal. Yeah, he, he's 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 heating up, and if he and if he does it, he gets a goal and assist next week. He'll officially be on fire, on fire. NBA Jam style. That's right. Um, I mean, he's the first guy you go to if you think now. Of, now it has to be. Yeah. Um, I think, and of course, Jermaine Defoe was the person who got the rare assist. Yeah, he got the assist. Um, <laughs> what do you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, did he actually get an assist? Uh, according to the uh, official games, so oh, okay. it might okay. be one of those fantasy assists. Yeah, but... he didn't get a real one, but um, but yeah. <laughs> to be it's... honest, to be honest, Burnmouth Burnley was not on the top of my viewing list. Oh no, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I think you could make the argument that Josh King is the best player in this game for fantasy, uh, and most I think most of that is just due to Southampton's inconsistencies, but. Like who's the first guy? If you if you need a piece of Southampton, who do you go to first? Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> Great. It's not. It, it, uh, yeah, even even in like a game like even in a game like Taga because he wins so many aerial duels. But yeah, I mean, so th- there you go. I mean, I I think there are a number of guys that that you could consider. Like even Lamina, Buffal when he starts, Redmond, Romeo, like all of these guys, my our favorite Charlie Austin, you know, like that there are guys that you can consider, but I don't know if I would take any of them ahead of Josh King in this game. Would you take Callum Wilson or Charlie Austin? Pass. 
I don't like either. Okay. Uh, If you gun gun to my head, Callum Wilson, but that's mostly because of Josh King. Right. (laughs) It has nothing really to do with Callum Wilson. Yeah, I get that. All right, last game of the weekend here. There's only two games on Sunday, so a small slate, and I'm anticipating that 90% of the roster, or sorry, uh, yeah, so maybe like 80% because you need a, a guy from two other teams at least. But though mostly people will be going for Manchester City at home against the West Ham side that are garbage. Uh, yep, I think that's right. Uh... <laughs> like uh, not trusting a single uh, West Ham option and trusting every Man City option alive. Yeah, I think that's right. The only thing I'll point out right. is that for two games now, Arthur Masuaku has been playing basically as like a left winger. Uh, I don't know if he keeps that up if um, Antonio makes his way back in, but it's always nice to have a a midfielder. I mean, sorry, a defender basically playing as a forward, not even just as a as a midfielder. But so it's here's not going to happen question. this week. <laughs> Would you rather have Masuaku as a winger against Manchester City, or would you rather have Marvin Ziegler against Spurs? <laughs> um, I think I'd take Ziegler. Out of spite or out of actual thought? That's a good. That's also that's a good, very good follow question. I think um, <laughs> with the way that Spurs have been playing lately, um, at the very least, I think he has the opportunity for defensive stats. Whereas Masuaku, I think City just blows them off the table, off the field, and there's no, there's no opportunity for any defensive stats. Yeah, he'll go to tackle somebody, and then all of a sudden, Leroy would you like Sane an upset? Would you like an upset pick here? Sure, I agree. Oh my gosh! And I'll tell you why. The uh, likelihood that Spurs put up five is way less than City putting up five. Yeah, that's fair. Spurs on the road putting up five versus City at home putting up five. Yeah, I mean, and Spurs have been really better. going to kill you. Spurs yeah. have been better on the road. That's correct, but, like, offensively, like, I don't think they'll put up five on the road. Yeah. I, I know. Really, really, really thin limb that I'm climbing out. <laughs> don't hurt yourself out there. I will, I will do what I can. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the city lineup will be interesting. Leroy Sané apparently missed out uh, on Wednesday because of a virus that who knows if he'll get back in. But, I mean, if there's any team that's deep enough to significantly rotate and still be able to slaughter West Ham, it's Man City. wonder if it was, like, senioritis or, like, whatever that thing is that when you're just like, uh, I've done enough, I don't really feel like it today. Mm. Virus. Virus, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm tired. I'm late tired. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, in all in all seriousness, I mean, for for Manchester City, it, it, don't overthink this, right? Like, don't get cute. Don't be like, hey, Joe Ham, uh, Joe, Joe Ham, Joe Hart will get saves. Like, yeah. no, no, no. Like, I mean, he I think... might. Like, he might still get four or five saves, but it will not be enough to counteract the number of ones that go past him. Yeah, I, I think really what you have to think about uh, for Man City and. I mean, I've been part of plenty of conversations on Twitter about it. Like, if you if you're building a team and you need you you, you feel like you need Man City, which makes sense because there's the highest scoring team in the league. Like, where do you go first? Like, it has to be De Bruyne, right? Yeah, he's a monster. And he's who do beast. you go after that? Aguero, maybe. I mean, he doesn't start all the time. Well, does anyone? Um, I mean, David well, Silva just penned a new contract, but he didn't start midweek. Yeah. 
would you consider the guy who has scored um Raheem Sterling? Five, yeah, yes. <laughs> as soon as you said the guy, I knew it was Raheem Sterling. Yeah. I think he's been one of the most surprising players for me this year. There's a reason why they refused to give him up to Arsenal in the swap deal for Alexis Sanchez. They couldn't find him. I heard he just ran away and hid. They tried. Who's he would have been horrible at Arsenal, though. I have no thought that they would be able to develop him like Pep has. You're not going to find disagreement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As a Gabriel Jesus owner in FPL, I hope he starts this one because it's been really annoying seeing Aguero start all these games. Especially because it's proving a lot of people right that he only plays 30 games or less a year. Right. But I get it. The guy's good. Although they did start them together on Wednesday or Tuesday. When was that? Yeah, Wednesday, which is something Pep said he wouldn't do. But And it looked like with good reason. They only scored twice. Yeah. Under their season average. Yes. Yes. Oh, well. Crisis in Man City. Yes, and on that crisis, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Play Up. He has been Andrew at Rotowire Andrew on the Twitter, and I am at Rotowire. Oh, oh my God, no, I'm not. I'm at Sports by Gotti on the Twitter, G O T T I, and you can catch us all, the collective family, at Rotowire Soccer on Twitter. So, uh, by all means, reach out to us, interact with us, laugh with us, cry with us, but by no means ever beat us in a paid contest. Uh, always finish one point lower than all of us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.